0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Dear Future Hubby Podcast. I am your host, Teresa Reese, and y'all know how we do it. I am going to read a poem from my book of poetry entitled, A Strong-Willed Mind Healing Scars Over Time Through My Poetry. And tonight's poem or today's poem is called Deception. Deception. How many of you can relate to being deceived? And how many of you have been guilty of doing the deceiving? Here we go. These tears I shed on a rainy night because you've hurt me more than twice. You told me things that made me blush as you became my only crush. I've always enjoyed your company and it was with you that I'd rather be. With everything that we've been through, please tell me why you won't give me the truth. You look me in my eyes, then lie. You've even got your alibis. What did I even do to you to warrant such blatant abuse? I always stayed honest and true. I couldn't bear to lie to you but you lied to me so easily, you often practiced to deceive me. Why did the good folks always choose the bad, then claim that the relationship is the best they've had? This must be the lie that I told myself, believing that you were great for me as you took me through pure hell." So. I am so certain that I am not the only person on this planet who literally has operated in the United Front, where I was having other people believing that I lived a fairy tale life, that the man was oh so good to me. But the whole time behind closed doors, he was far from that. And It didn't help him, nor did it help me because people were under the impression that he was really that good thing, if you know what I mean. And that was the furthest thing from the truth. And there's something to be said about operating in that light. Maybe a part of me was hoping that if I continue to speak those things that be not as if they were, that eventually he would kind of catch wind of that and become that person um, who would treat me nicely and would be kind to me and wouldn't mistreat me. And maybe part of it was wishful thinking. Maybe the other part of it was, I didn't want to look like a bona fide fool to other people who most likely were trying to hint that he may not be the best decision for me. And yet I chose to ignore that thinking that I was going to prove them wrong only to prove them right over a period of time. And so a lot of times we may get the warning before destruction. We may actually get some type of sign that the person that we are about to get involved with is not necessarily going to be a good fit. But there's so many things that we may factor into that equation that we make the wrong choice thinking that we're doing it for the right reasons. And it ends up being an epic fail. And so because I've been on both ends, I've been on the end where I have been the deceiver and I have literally pretended that all was well in my world and then the moment that we shut that door, I'm screaming at the top of my lungs, not understanding why in the world am I still with this person? And how in the world can I exit this relationship? Then I've been on the other end where I literally felt as if, oh, my God, he could be the one. And it wasn't until after the relationship ended and I started paying attention to the signs that was ever so clear while I was in that thing. But now all of a sudden... I can see where I was once blind and I'm grateful for the experiences only because it has now allowed me to look at vetting in a totally different way because that's the one thing that I am trying like a plague to avoid. And that is being deceived. And so I remember there was a pastor that said one time that if you're looking for a mate, you should always be able to look and see how that person operates under different circumstances. And he was like, because you will learn a lot about a person. Let's just say if there's death in the family, how they deal with death, you will learn a lot about a person. Let's just say that there are bills to be paid, how they pay their bills. You will learn a lot about a person around their family and their friends you will learn a lot about a person in the heat of an argument. Are they the type of person that when you get in an argument, they go for the jugular or are they the type of person that when you get in an argument, they keep you covered. They don't say certain trigger words. They don't operate in a way to get you and hurt you, but they operate in a way to protect you and guard your heart because they know that you're already hurting those are the things that you are supposed to look for when it comes to your purpose partner, when it comes to looking for a mate, because you want to ensure that you can truly be covered and you can cover the person that it is that you are trying to spend or would like to spend the rest of your life with. And so, I literally now in my dating scene, I do certain things and I put myself in cer- certain situations to see how can someone handle, how are they when it comes to my abstinence? If it makes you cringe that I tell you that I'm abstinent, you may not be the one boo boo because I need someone that if I tell them that I'm abstinent, he's not Going and sleeping with somebody else because that's something that he feels is needed for himself. But he's willing to respect the fact that I'm abstinent and he's willing to walk that journey with me. If he's not already abstinent, he's willing to make the commitment to be abstinent to help me stay accountable. That's what I'm looking for. Not the one that's like, oh, well, this is my whole card. So let me go ahead and do what I need to do. Get that all out of my system. So then when you decide, no, I don't need that. I need someone that's going to be real with me the way that I'm being real with him. And so you can stay in the friendship category because while you're busy hoeing, I'm not going to want that when you're done. I need somebody that's on the same playing field that I am. Also, when it comes to the whole figuring it out, I also like to see, okay, you know, recently I had a loss in my family. Well, I've had three in less than four months, but let's go back to what I'm talking about. So, um, if I'm telling you that I've had a loss in my family, how are you going to respond to that? Like, that says a lot to me too, because there are going to be moments that I'm vulnerable. So, Your conversation in those moments is going to determine whether or not I will ever consider dating you on a serious level. If you're the type of person that's looking at the vulnerability like, huh, I might need to get around there and go hang out with her because, you know, she's vulnerable right now. Um, If you're that type of guy, yeah, you won't be coming around. Um, And then also. Whenever I'm vulnerable, can I trust you with my feelings? Can I trust you with my vulnerability? Can I trust you with my heart in that regard? Will you keep me covered? Will you speak life into my life when I feel like all else is lost? Or will you be sarcastic? Or will you be mean? I just, I pay attention to those types of things because I'm like this, I'm looking for and waiting for my future hubby, but there are certain characteristics that are uncompromisable and how... I am handled in a crisis, how I am handled when my heart is broken, how I am handled when I'm grieving, how you position yourself and how you communicate with me. And all of that plays a part of if I'm ever willing to give you a dating chance. And so um, I think that's important. I think a lot of times whenever we are dating. Sometimes we can let the need not even it's not even a need. It's more like a desire. It's not even really truly a need. Because true be pito, everything that you need is on the inside of you. But you desire to have compatibility. And so um because you can get a dog and have a companion. So you know that it it's not a need. It's an actual Desire and so, um, and that's just my opinion. You may beg to differ. Some people are like, I know I need a companion, okay? All right, well, I don't, um, I just desire one, and so, pretty much, in that, sometimes what we can do is allow that desire to overshadow the red flags, so we could very well see you and I are not a perfect match or you and I really don't belong together. But if you are allowing desire to trump everything else, then what you can find yourself doing is compromising that for the sake of being in a relationship. And then when you start to compromise your standards, when you start to compromise, what it is that you desire in a true, genuine, loving, reciprocated relationship for the sake of being just in one, then in my opinion, I feel like you devalue yourself. And I think that's the reason why people say don't settle is because if you get into a relationship that you and the person know, like nine times out of 10, the other person knows this ain't going to work you kind of have that feeling you know what is and what ain't gonna work for you now why it is that we ignore that voice i don't know but there are a lot of times that many of us may be guilty of doing just that just ignoring the fact that this person ain't really this ain't i don't need this in my life i don't need you in my life like why are you even here and we'll ignore that voice and be like okay i'm gonna go ahead and date them you know we just gonna see how this goes let me see give it about 30 days let's just see what happens and it's the worst 30 days of your life and you could have avoided all of that by just saying no i'm good i'ma just go ahead and wait Mm i don't need it I'm just go ahead and wait instead of deceiving yourself into believing girl you know you need you need a man you know you need a man but do you need that man though And so I literally have just been thinking about some of the ways that we get, we entrap ourselves, not, it's not even, we can't even blame another person. It's just the ways that we entrap ourselves. It's like, I knew that this was a bad idea before I did it. Why in the world did I do it? Why? Why do we do that? Why do we deceive ourselves into believing that what we blatantly see and clearly see, we tell ourselves that that's not what it is you know, when you mesh well with someone, you know, when you don't, you know, when you're attracted to someone, you know, when you are not, and you know why. And so I was having a conversation with a good friend of mine and I was telling her, I said, okay, so I just had to be real specific with God. And I said, God, if my future hubby is in a package that I am not attracted to, Could we please, I'm putting in a special request. Could we please realter that thing? And can you please place him in a package that I am attracted to? Because as mature as I want to believe that I am, honey, I got to be willing to turn over and look at you and be like, oh my goodness, he's so cute. I don't want to be able to be, I don't want to be like, don't turn over, don't turn over. Oh, but he has a good heart. I want to be able to be attracted to the person that I am planning on spending the rest of my life with. I wanted to be where whenever I am mad at him, all he has to do is crack a smile. And I'm like, I can't stand your fun ass. You know, (laughs) I want to be that person. And so in order for me to, I believe, even think about dating a particular person or getting to know a particular person. I got to be attracted to you in some way, form or fashion. So sorry, but just personality alone is not going to cut it for me. And if we're 100%, it's a lot of people in this world that feel the exact same way. I've got to be at least a little bit attracted to you. And especially when we get to talking about a future together, Honey, I got to be able to like you even when I don't love you. I'm just saying. I got to be able to love you even when I don't like you. I'm just saying. So that to me, there has to be a level of attraction somewhere. And I know for some people, they'd be like, okay, as certain people that get in relationships and you'd be like, how in the world do you got somebody? Well, it was something that that person has that whoever they're with found attractive and it was enough to draw that person to them. And if they're wise, they will do whatever is required to continue in that arena so that they could keep that person. One thing I was told is that, well, Teresa, the reason why you're single is because you, you don't do nothing. You don't go nowhere. <laughs> First of all, COVID-19 is real. Can we just, you know, keep it 100? That's a reason why I haven't been going a lot of places. Let's just get that out there. However, um, I tried the dating online. Uh, yeah, no, I've realized that that is truly not me. Um, I just don't believe that my husband is going to be. And now, trust me, I've met a few people that they are happily married because they met the person online and that relationship is great. I've tried it and I just kept getting in contact with frogs. And so I don't want to kiss any more frogs. I'm sorry. I'm waiting for my prince. I'm waiting for my king. I'm waiting for my future hubby. So he can be a prince. He can be a king. It, you know, I'm, I'm just waiting for him. And so um, that didn't work well for me at all. Not at all. But in the course of me, you know, even going down that path, I was just like, yeah, no, it looks like you copied and pasted this entry to me, um, this message to me. But it looks like you did this maybe 50 times before you got to me. You're just trying to figure out which one is going to catch the bait. And yeah, I'm passing on that. Swipe left. I just can't do it. And so there are different ways to meet people. I get it. But I'm what I've learned how to do is not deceive myself. Like I know for a fact that I have got to be attracted to the person that I am dating, that I'm getting to know there has to be something about this person that will make me give them a second date, a third date, a fourth date. It cannot simply be well, because somebody said, girl, I think y'all make a cute couple. That's not going to be good enough for me. Because if I, I, there was one girl a friend of mine, she actually sent me a, She's like, okay, so I know that, you know, Valentine's Day is coming around and I thought about you. There's somebody he's looking for a Valentine. Honey. I went to his profile. I know she didn't expect me to, but I did because I had to do some research and all I all I saw in my mind. And this is the truth. So maybe I need to keep on scrubbing some areas of my life. Not maybe. Definitely. But all I saw was pedophile. Granted, he may not be one. But that's all. That's the first thing that came to my mind. It was so much about the photos that I saw that were just not, that weren't okay with me. And I told her, I was like, no, I'm not going to be able to do this. I was like, well, first of all, she's like, why, why? I said, well, first of all, there's a photo of his baby girl. I mean, he says it's his daughter. I don't know if it's the stepdaughter or the daughter, but he says that it's his child and She's pretty much. I don't know if they went swimming or whatever, but she looks old enough to where um she shouldn't be sitting on his lap. And she was like, "Oh, I said, yeah, that, uh, uh-uh. uh, and maybe that's my daddy issues. I don't know, cause you know I didn't really have like you know my biological father was not in my life ever." And there's just certain, maybe it's cause I was molested. I don't know, but it's certain things that just, I automatically say, no, 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 no to. And I just feel like once you reach a certain age, you know, here it is, you got cleavage all popped out, you know, you it looks like you're wearing a bikini and then you're sitting on your dad's lap, uh, at a, she had to have been 15 or 16 years old. And to her, it might not have been an issue to him. It might not have been an issue, but for me. It was. So, no, I don't want to get to know you, sir. I'm so sorry because I have daughters. And so I don't want you to think that it's okay for my daughters to sit on your lap. It's not going to happen in this lifetime or the next. And so moving on and moving forward. And so um, that's another thing. Like I used to try to justify or try to enter into a relationship that seemed kind of shaky to me. Mm -mm, I can't do that no more. Because I used to try to make excuses or I used to try to excuse it away. Be like, oh, girl, this Mm -mm. I can't do that anymore. I really can't. And so I've learned. I have learned that, um, Teresa, don't deceive yourself. Don't try to. Girl, listen to your gut. Listen to your gut. If something is telling you, even let's just say like later on, you find out that it was, you know, it could have been stinking thinking, or it could have been just still try to listen to your gut. Listen to that inner voice that is telling you don't do it because warning does come before destruction. If you hear caution, then take all precautionary measures to guard your heart. If you see, like I've I've talked to so many women that they'll be like, girl, I saw it. I just acted like I didn't. I I saw when he was doing that. I just pretended like I didn't see it. But why did we pretend? Is it because we wanted that relationship more than we wanted the truth? Because it really should be the opposite. We should want the truth more than we want a relationship. Because it's the truth and knowing the truth that's going to make you free. So would, would you prefer to be in a relationship and be in bondage and be in that bondage of lies as opposed to know the truth and truly be free to be able to. Continue to vet in hopes that you will eventually find the right person, your purpose partner, your perfect match. Because to be in a relationship just for the sake of saying that's mine and he's mine, is it even worth it? Is it even worth it when you really count up the cost? Is it even worth it? I've met a lot of gentlemen who for whatever reason some were with they stayed in a relationship for the sake of their children they were like i'm like okay so why are y'all together well she had my my daughter she had my son so i just figured i'd go stay with her uh but you're out here vetting for somebody to lay with what well i mean i'm just saying i'm that's the mother of my child like you know You know, we got this understanding. Do you really? So if I were to text her right now or inbox her on Messenger and say, girl, did you know your baby daddy is in my DMs right now? Would she be okay with that? You know, he's sending me scriptures right now. Would she be okay with that? No, 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 no. She have a... Right. So that means that you shouldn't be in my DMs. That means you shouldn't be trying to holler at me. That means that you need to be trying to work some things out with your baby mama, because apparently that's where you prefer to be, or that's where you're going to be. Um, yeah. I'm not fisting a cosine for that. I mean, but you know, yeah, but I mean, like I was saying, no, there's no, like I was saying blocked anyway. So pretty much it's like, why is it that we make these decisions to be in these relationships, convincing ourselves that this is the right avenue? But if it was the right avenue, why are you still looking for someone else to fill that void? What I'm saying is, why are you practicing to deceive yourself? I truly believe, because this is what I hear everybody that's happily married say when you meet them, you'll know. When you meet her, you'll know. And what I have a tendency to believe is that what they mean by that, at least a portion of it, is that when you meet your purpose partner, all that other nonsense falls by the wayside. I don't have a desire to meet anybody else. I don't have a desire to be in a a side relationship with anybody else. I don't have a desire to do anything but work on what's in front of me. I want to spend all of my time with this man. I want to do and create new things together with this man. I want to be able to build a future with this man And vice versa for, you know, the woman, it literally, I believe is a situation where, and even with the man, he's like, child, there's no more looking. I don't want to look any further. I found her. I found her. Now, how do I make her my wife, Lord? What do I need to do to put myself in position to make this woman my wife? I'm done looking. Don't want to look. Now, I believe that the whole deception comes in is when we're not being completely honest, even when we're transitioning. Let's say we're going through changes, life changes. You know, that's why I feel like it's good to marry your best friend, because at least if you marry your best friend, you're able to have those conversations and be like, look, I don't know what it is. I don't know when it happened, but I feel like we have disconnected. And I feel like it's necessary for us to reconnect. I don't know how we're going to do that. Maybe we go take a still away a weekend or whatever. But what, this new phase of our lives, I don't feel like I'm as connected with you. Like, I don't like you like I did before. I don't know what that is about, but we need to, we need to do something different, honey, because I, I feel like I'm falling out of love with you. And if that's the case, okay, well, let's, let's deal with it. Let's deal with it. Where do you think we took a turn? Why practice to deceive when you could just tell the truth and kind of go from there? Because I've seen so many people in these relationships, even people that are, they're still married on paper, but they haven't slept with each other in almost a decade. They're still under the same roof. Nothing is wrong with their body parts on either end. But now they've evolved into more like roommates. They never kiss each other goodnight. They don't hold hands. There's no romance at all in the relationship. Why are you deceiving yourselves? Why are you saying that we're married, but you're not operating as a married couple? How can you rekindle the relationship? Pray about it, figure it out, but stop deceiving yourself and believing it's going to work itself out. That's not how that works. You got to do the work. Everyone I know that is happily married will tell you it requires work. There's times that you're going to have to turn your cell phone off. Ladies, there's times that you're going to have to put on lingerie. You may not feel like it. There's times that you're going to have to, y'all are watching something and you're going to have men, you're going to have to pull her feet up and massage her feet while y'all are watching a television show or a movie. There's times, ladies, that you're going to have to give him a full body massage. Men, there's times you're going to have to give her a full body massage. There are times that you're going to have to set aside your own personal agenda to make sure that you cater to your spouse for the sake of preserving your relationship. But the only way that you can do that is if you're both willing to give it your all. Practicing to deceive literally means that you're lying to yourself or you're lying to them. Why do that? Tell the truth and shame the devil. If you feel like there's a disconnect, talk about it. If you feel like you need to reconnect, talk about it. Singles, if you feel as if, girl, that is he is not the one, tell him. I like you as a person, but I do not want to be, nor do I want to entertain the possibility of a relationship with you. I had this one person that I guess he was trying to use reverse psychology on me. And so he made the comment after, you know, pursuing me forever. um, Okay. We're just going to be friends. Okay. That's great. So now that we're going to just be friends, let me, because That's all I wanted to begin with. Let's just be clear about that. But now that we're just friends, let me break some things down to you. It's certain things that you cannot say to me as a friend because I treat my friends versus someone that's trying to date me. The conversation is different when you're trying to date me because I'm trying to, you know, figure out where your mind is at. But once I put you in that friendship role and once you put me in that friendship role... We're not gonna talk about certain things, and it, and I'm talking about from male perspective. My female friends, we talk about any and everything. My male for guy friends, uh-uh, I don't. There's certain conversations I just prefer not to have with my male friends. Period. And so, um, it's just weird to me. I don't know. It's just weird to me. There's certain things I just prefer not to talk about. But with my female friends, we can talk about whatever. Anyway, and that's just me. Like I said, I have my own little quirks. So, um what he did though and what he said and i was like see lord i love i love how you operate because i'm you know my ears are always open so he made the comment well now that we're just friends do you have any friends that you want to introduce me to and i was like you know what i'm kind of glad that we're having this conversation i said i just said to him i was thinking in my mind i was like because you you opened up a door for me to see you in a different light which resolidifies why dating you would never be an option for me. Because you are the type of person that if it don't work for me, like if being with me is not an option for you, you would be that person that would try to date my friends. And have we not had a past, that might be okay. But because we've had a past like over a decade ago, that's still not okay with me. So I was like, but at least I get to see that that's the type of person you are. So you have literally just reaffirmed why it is no saying no to you and dating you is that's, that's my answer. My final answer, Alex, for 300. Yeah. And so, um, that's another reason why getting to know people is good because you, if you do it the way that I guess it's intended. I don't know. I'm still learning. But if you you handle it the way that I believe it's intended, you can learn so much about an individual without ever giving your body to them. And I feel like that is necessary, especially in 2021. Let me learn all that I can about you to see if you are somebody that I could ever even contemplate being in an actual relationship with. But let me do that under the umbrella of acquaintance and or friendship so that you can still be completely transparent with me as transparent as you want to be. But I'm learning about you without giving myself to you. That's safe. That's so safe. So for those of you that are just like, well, I'm going to do it the opposite way and I'm going to get my body in hopes that he, I'm going to keep him." Honey, we're in 2021 and giving your body to somebody, praying that that'll be sufficient in order to keep a person. um, That ain't what that is. I'm sorry. It's just not. It's just not. Mm -mm. It's, mm, It's just not. Try not compromising yourself for the sake of keeping a relationship and try getting to know a person to see if they're even worth being in a relationship with. Don't deceive yourself. So, this is going to end my episode on today. But before I completely conclude, I wanted to read a letter to my future hubby. And here it goes. It's stated March the 21st of 2021. Dear future hubby, I've made so many mistakes throughout my lifetime that I've lost count. I've been guilty of self-sabotaging my relationships in the past as well as, oh, as well, primarily because I didn't get rid of the stinking thinking before I involved myself with the new guy, causing me to spew all of my toxicity on him unaware. Don't get me wrong. Most of the time, there was guilt on both sides. However, my stinking thinking did not help the situation out at all. So what have I changed since those days when being toxic and crazy was my claim to fame? For one, I don't rush into relationships like I once did. Now, my sole objective is to get to know the person, see how he thinks, see how he handles my emotions, see if he is guilty. Oh, sorry. See if he is a grudge holder. See if he has a relationship with God. Can he pray for me through a crisis or will I be left alone to bleed? Is he financially intelligent? Is he emotionally stable? Does he know how to express himself? Does he express himself at all? Does he initiate conversations? Does he dominate conversations? Is he a good listener? Does he have the capacity to love one woman Is he willing to love and be with one woman? Is he looking for a wife? Is he looking for a one-night stand? Is he looking for a side chick? Is he an honest man? Can he be trusted with my heart? Does my personality intimidate him? Would he be a wonderful purpose partner? Someone I could do life with? Is he currently abstinent as well? Does he have children? What is his relationship with his child's or children's mother? Is he kind? Is he gentle? Is he aggressive? Is he rude? Is he worth my time? The list goes on. But trust me when I say, I don't want to make the same mistakes again. I love you. Love Teresa. So I do hope that you all have a blessed and wonderful day. Please do me a huge favor and take care of yourself because there is only one you. Signing out, your girl Teresa. Y'all have a blessed one. Bye.